walking down, you know, sand resort in Jamaica with like, you know, half lashes on one side and she's got a track <laughs> paint out the other. And she's like, I'm married now. It doesn't matter. No, no, girl, no. Get your shit right. Okay. Leave your lashes. We'll put up the fake ones on you. Don't worry about the track. I'm just going to clip it. It's going to be good. Good. Be good. Collective Questions, a wedding show, aims to answer all your who, what, when, where's, and why's about the wedding industry. Each episode aims to focus on a different aspect within the industry, such as photography, wedding planning, real-life couples, and behind the scenes. My name is Mackenzie Taylor, and I've been in the wedding industry for over 15 years as a professional wedding photographer. In 2017, I eloped in Red Rock Canyon in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I knew that others had to be interested in something as special and unique and beautiful as my wedding was. With that vision, I started Cactus Collective Weddings, and from there, we've branched out into other cities and other areas focusing on scenic destination weddings. Hello, so we have Amelia Cooper on the podcast today, and we are going to talk a little bit about uh, wedding myth busting. But first, I wanted to give her an opportunity to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about what she does and her role in the wedding industry. Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me, Mackenzie. Um, so my cat, Cleo, is going to be joining us today. So if you're listening to us on audio and you hear a little meow, I assure you that is not Carol Baskin. That is my cat <laughs> um, that is speaking to you today. So thank you so much for having Cleo and I on the podcast. Um, my name is Amelia Cooper. I own Amelia Queen Co. Hair and Makeup. We have been a hair and makeup agency since 2011, and I have been doing hair and makeup professionally since 2004. So I've done about 10,000 weddings, more than 10,000 weddings. Right. And you're based in? Las Vegas, Nevada. Fabulous, Great, great. Okay, so that's awesome. Thanks so much for a little bit of backstory. Do you want to start with maybe some myths that you hear about the wedding world? Makeup myth. Makeup myth busted. I am here for makeup myth busted. You know, the funny thing about makeup is that prior to social media, it was website for or you know, you have to look at the early 2000 blogs. There wasn't really a whole lot of widely available information out there that wasn't space for retail, for uh, industry professionals, I should say. Now it's much more retail. And since we have had this proliferation of information that's come around, there's also a lot of myths that are circulating. Not for nothing, I say half of our job as wedding professionals is to save our clients from themselves. Um, and the same is true for wedding makeup artistry. So one of the things that we hear, we don't hear it as much as we used to, um, thankfully. But back in 2013, where anybody and their mother could be airbrush makeup certified, that was a big thing. Everybody wanted airbrush makeup. And they thought that airbrush makeup would actually make them look like they were photoshopped right. in their life. Because mm-hmm. they didn't know the difference. And what people should understand about airbrush makeup is that airbrush is actually a technique of application. It's not a makeup product. There can be makeup products specifically designed to go through an airbrush gun. But most of those products you could use either use with a brush or with a gun. So it's really a method of application. And it is awesome for certain things. I once covered a full backpack suit. Uh, it was great. It was a full backpack suit. It was a gorgeous, like, shoulder to ass, cherry blossom tree. But it was a traditional wedding, and the bride family was not comfortable with her showing her tattoo. In that case, airbrush makeup was awesome. 
we are use, able to use the alcohol-based formula. You can't use that on the skin because it'll crack with the facial right. movement. Because you know our face can move, and uh, everybody's face don't mind like that. Both it can't even like make good emotions with my both. <laughs> um, but normally we have a lot of movement up here, so we can't use an alcohol-based airbrush makeup. But you don't have that movement on your back, so um, in that case, it's super super durable. It blends beautifully. I know it's going to last all day. Not going to come off anybody's clothes. Um, and that's a really appropriate use of airbrush makeup. Airbrush makeup on the face, there's different formulas, there's different techniques, there's different faces. And most of the time, people have this idea that what they see on the gram with the airbrush photos and the focal photos, that's actually the effect that they're going to get if we hose down their face. And that's really not. Got it. Got it. So do you have a preference in general, like in of average, which which application method do you like best? I think it depends on the artist applying it and what they do. Okay. Because we all learn, it's kind of like, like, can you imagine if we expected bakers to use a hand paint versus an airbrush gun if they were designing a cake? Or better yet, what if you said, because the nuts, one of the questions we get asked all the time is what brand mm, makes yeah. you use? Can you imagine as a photographer, if somebody asks you what brand Yeah, people do ask on? that. Do they Sometimes. really? I wonder if the bakers get asked what brand of flour yeah, yeah. that they use. Interesting. Sugar. Or yeah. Yeah. What well, what is your brand of sugar? Or your, you know, your farm that you get your eggs from. Like these are things super unique to our industry. And I mean, you can have an entire designer kit and it doesn't make you a great makeup right. artist. And there's been times where great makeup artists have to perform without their kit to get thrown into something and they will make it work with two sticks of Maybelline and a whole Right, right. So, right. So maybe that's a myth too. It doesn't matter actually what brand your product is. That's, that's true. It does not matter what brand your product is. We use the product that we like because it makes our job as artisans easier. That's the value. The value comes in letting the artist who's worked your life, if you like an artist's work, letting them dictate how they mm-hmm. get there as opposed to managing every step of the way. Because you would never ask an artist to do beautiful paintings and oil to switch to acrylic because you heard online that acrylic is right. Right. Same thing with Same thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So myth number one, let's just do a quick recap. Airbrush is a technique. Airbrush is an application, application. technique not necessarily a product or it can also be referred to as a digital effect. Got it. So it's not a, it's not a Photoshop filter. Not a Photoshop filter. I cannot make you look like those Instagram models with three face tunes, a filter and a, it's not face Right. And then second myth that I heard was product brand does not necessarily matter. It's, it's the, it's the skill of the artisan. It's the skill of the artist and it's, we use it to our benefit because we know what we like. Working. Got it. Perfect. Okay. Let's head on over to myth number three. <laughs> myth number three. Uh, myth number three. You have to grow your hair out long if you want an updo. Oh my God. Please don't do that. Okay. Please don't do that. Length of hair is not synonymous with volume of updo. First of all, we can always add clip and extensions if we need it, right? Um, if you're not a long-haired person or you can grow your shoulders, you can always do that. Secondly, 
we can really fake an updo on short hair very, very, very well. And then lastly, if you have really long hair and you want to updo, the reality is, is that you may not realize it, but we're hiding about half of it underneath the actual updo. It's just creating another step for us to do. Um, you're not even going to see it because it's all going to be hidden. So I would say the third myth is that you have to grow your hair out if you want an updo. The only time that you should grow your hair out is if you want to mm. meaning that you're having it half up, half down, or all down, and you want that length. And in that case, I do really recommend those clipping extensions because they also add volume. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about extensions. Mm, what about them? They're so, mean. <laughs> so not necessarily a myth, but I think that this is something that maybe people often overlook that there is accessibility to extensions for one. And then I don't know if you have any quick tips, because uh, this could probably be a whole other episode, but on um, where to get them and how to get them and what to look for. Sure. Yeah. So there is a ton of variety of extensions. You have your phone and West, you have your lace front, um, lace front wig. There are eye tips, there are brackets. There's, there, there, there's more extensions or halos that I could possibly make. But our preferred extension and what I would recommend to somebody who doesn't normally wear extensions would be the clip-ins. Because the clip-ins, first of all, they're temporary. So we just have to pop them in today. Um, they're reusable. So you can use them, you know, long after your wedding. You don't need to be in a salon to, to put them in or take them out. Most of the other types of extensions, you actually have to go see professionals and have them installed or have them okay. removed Good. afterwards. They're, they're so versatile. Um, and especially when it comes to wedding hair, and depending on the style that a, that a bride wants, she may get extensions thinking that it's a really great, you know, she may get, uh, uh, let's say, eye tips or a phone and weave fit in, phone and extensions, thinking that that's going to be. So great for her up to and not realizing that the look she really wants is actually going to show her trap. Mm, I see. Yeah. And, yeah. And she's not going to be happy with that. And so having clip-in gives the up specialist an opportunity to use those clip-in extensions as they're needed and then hide them because you can't just pull out a phone. And a phone yeah. Phone. So when I hear the word tracks, can you just, just educate us just a touch on what that means? Sure. Tracks is a Western hair. Think of it as almost like a, a very, very, very small braid with hair coming off of it. So a track is the lines of hair that are put into an extension or into a weave. Not to be confused with individual extensions, which are usually done with brackets. Or okay, cool. And then let's say if you have those in and you lift your hair up, sometimes they can show kind of like, you know, like here mm -hmm. or whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah nobody needs to see a weave, girls. Nobody needs to see a weave. The tool rules of weave. Nobody needs to know you got one and don't leave it on the dance floor. Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the tips on extensions. I think that that's kind of a fun, fun area that people often overlook. And maybe, yeah, they could save a lot of headache and stress with like, eh, do I really need to grow my hair out? Or maybe I'll just get a couple extensions and then I can have like a totally different look for my wedding too, you know? So, um, mm -hmm. cool. Okay. Let's jump on to another myth. I'm, I'm so curious what you got in here. Oh, let's see here another myth anything around eyelashes no nope. although we do get asked pretty often if somebody should get lash extensions prior to the wedding day uh i think that just about every reputable makeup company that i'm aware of offers lash lashes with their mm -hmm. service so on a personal note i'm definitely along the more natural side of 
hair and makeup use, <laughs> as you might be able to see from our differences on, on camera here. But um, when I do have my photos done and I do have lashes, it does make a massive difference. As Amelia said, like she might like a little bit more of the exaggerated lashes, but when Amelia's company puts lashes on me, it definitely accentuates and helps open my eyes, even though it feels like they're heavy and they're like weighing my eyes down. That's not the case visually. And you do get used to it. And oftentimes, honestly, the lashes could be like one of the only things you need. You might be able to correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong here, but it's a major yeah, asset. You're, um, you're not wrong though. You're, you're, out, you're actually not wrong. Today's a perfect example. I have a very, very busy day. And if you're listening to this on audio, um, just know that there might be a video clip of this floating around somewhere. So I actually had to put myself together to come on camera. And I did the very bare minimum. And the only things that you really need to know about makeup are skin, brows, lashes, right. and lips. If you're missing one of those things, if one of those things isn't on point, then it's really noticeable. But if you have those four basic things covered, which this for me is like a 15 minute look, um, it actually looks like I'm very polished and pulled together because skin, brow, flesh, right. all you really need. And the false lashes really help. Yep. Yeah. So we often get, I mean, I get brides that will occasionally ask if they should get their hair and makeup done. And I almost 100% always say, just do the lashes. Like you're going to be like, oh, I'm so natural, you know, oh, I don't want to like have an over overbearing makeup look, but lashes make a big difference. So that would be my tip, tip of the episode. Get the damn lashes. <laughs> Get the lashes and the ones that we put on you, because we've done your makeup a ton of times, right? A million times. What we put on you is different than what I wear. I, we put individuals on you and we keep them at short and medium. They're a lot more comfortable. If you're not used to wearing makeup the way I wear my makeup, they're so much more comfortable. They're more right. durable because girls who don't wear makeup a lot. They oh, I touch it. Yep. They're like rubbing their eyes. They're touching their face. We're like, ah! So those individual lashes, they're a lot more natural. They're a lot more comfortable. And they're going to stand up to my natural girls because they know you're out there. You boho cheek fries that are looking for that desert elopement. I know you guys are out there. You're going to touch those lashes. And the individual ones can put up with your cool. They laugh. Awesome. Good. Okay. What What are some other uh, tips? Myths. Sorry, we're on myths, not tips. Myth. But it's kind of hard not to uh, not to throw on some nuggets here and there. <laughs> I'm sure they're kind of mixed right. in between. I'm sure there's lots of mixed in there. Do I have to go to a makeup counter to get my my makeup done? Is that a myth? Do people believe that? I think, or like a salon. Do you operate? you know, in a salon or oh, like a, oh, I know yeah. maybe cap makeup counter is not the right word, but, um, I do think that, you know, one thing that's unique, maybe to Las Vegas, but I'm, I know that you've had, you know, experiences other places is that you're mobile make hair and makeup companies typically come to you in Las Vegas, but I'm sure they do in other, other towns and cities. Yeah. That actually started, um, probably in the late nineties, early two thousands as Having on-location hair and makeup services became more and more normal. It actually became the expectation. Um, and especially, I would say, within the last five to seven years, we've seen exponential growth where, you know, having makeup services was once reserved for um, maybe prom, mm -hmm. which uh, everybody was always terrified that you make them look like, or they were reserved for film sets. But it wasn't. And maybe you would go and um, get, you know, go to a makeup counter for your wedding day 
or maybe you would have a Mary Kay rep that was your friend that would come do your makeup for your wedding. Um, we really normalized all location services. Um, and they're pretty standard around the United States. They can't speak for the rest of the world, but for the United States. I do think that there's an exception for a few areas that legally they're uh, not allowed to serve clients okay. on location, but that's, that's pretty rare. Pretty okay, rare. cool. So you can um, stay in your home if you're getting married locally or if you're in a hotel, um, in a destination wedding. Um, and most of the time, it sounds like your hair and makeup company will come to you. Uh-huh. Great. And it's it's way yeah, easier. I'll just tell you that. It's so much easier. It's so much easier. The only caveat I would say to that is that depending on where you're getting married and what the plans are, it really is nicer to get ready in your hotel room than anywhere else because sometimes people want to wait till they get to the venue to do it or they, they, they have these ideas about like they I don't know, like something's going to happen to the makeup. Mm, mm-hmm. like, like, it doesn't just melt right off your face. Yeah, yeah this just doesn't come off. Yeah. Yeah. Makeup is much more, makeup day is much, much, much more durable than that. So really the most that you would have to do is block and shine and touch a your lips. If you get a professional makeup artist to do it, that's the most that you should have to do. Right. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Any other myths regarding hair makeup? for wedding days that you'd like to bust? That your hair has to be perfectly smooth in order for you to achieve that style. Please don't flat iron your hair before we show up. That's going to make sure that your hair does not curl. There are a very few exceptions, and the ladies who have the exception, they already know that because they've lived with their, their curly hair or their you know highly coarse or highly textured hair their whole life, and they know exactly how to manage it. But for most of us, that's not the case. I don't care if you look like a fuzzy cutie when we show up. It's okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I have one here. Should you? I've always heard that your hair should be dirty. Oh yeah, that used to be a thing. We have products that do that now. You don't have to have dirty hair anymore. We we don't need you to have dirty hair anymore. We don't have to show up with your free 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 hair and do it with with the crazy. My favorite part is when it's got so much hairspray for the rehearsal center. The iron. You gotta curl the hair. And you're trying not to say that because you're out of women and you're pulling the hair off the iron. You don't need to have one third today to be fair. We have products that will create that effect for us. Awesome. I've actually had that happen, by the way, just so like all of our listeners know. I've literally gone to do weddings and they were so excited. They were so proud of themselves that they had one day dirty hair. They were so pleased with themselves. And their dirty hair had so much hairspray in it. It wasn't that it was yeah. dirty. It just product. so much hairspray from the night before that it like shot to a 450 degree iron and I am, and they have no idea, but behind them I'm panicking because I'm trying to peel their hair off the iron because it's, yeah. cause it's like a remelt of the hairspray. So Yikes. you don't, you don't need to do that anymore. Yikes. <laughs> okay, cool. That was actually a good one. Thanks. Good Thanks. Pretty proud of you. That Thank you. Good. Another thing, uh, let's talk about this dirty hair thing real quick. So the, the other thing too, Maybe, and again, I'm not the makeup and hair expert here, but um, my hair, when it goes a day or two without being washed, actually gets more oily. That's probably not mm-hmm. great. It's right. Not. So I'm just making sure that that's, I'm asking for a friend, but. um, <laughs> asking for a friend. No, girls with straight hair, like you have very, very straight, very, very fine hair. 
the the thing about it is, is the girls who have that straight fine hair for some reason god also gave them a lot of it so it's like straight fine tons of mm-hmm. hair and when it gets just a little it's already hard to pull the curl mm-hmm. as it is and there's already so much of it that once we once you get that oily you know the sebaceous glands and the oily scalp and the sweat once, once all that starts to get onto the root it's nearly impossible to hold the curl and, and we technically kind of look mm-hmm. crazy, you know which is not something Right. Me, on the other hand, um, I have very naturally, very, very curly hair. And so I go five days without shampooing my hair. But the oil way my hair handles my scalp oil is completely different. So I can get away with it. But even me, I would never, um, now that we have really, really great products, uh, if I get my hair done by one of my artists, when I get high on my own supply, I make sure that I have a clean, freshly dried hair. And it needs to be bone dry because it's got even a little bit of dampness to it. it what about clean, freshly faced for your makeup? Clean, fresh face, moisturized as mm-hmm. usual, preferably with no sunscreen. Okay, that was going to be another question. I have never experienced this personally, and this might be different with product changes and stuff, but I've heard that some sometimes people say that if um, makeup or lotion has sunscreen in it, that it will like photograph weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll give you a floating face. It'll make your face look wider than your body because of the amount of reflection. So sunscreen has uh, titanium dioxide in it, which is really great for protecting you from the sun. It's also really great for protecting you from the light of flash photography. So because it reflects off, when you have makeup on that has SPF in it and you hit that flash photography, it will usually create a flash Okay. Effect, which is where your face looks lighter than your body. And it's not because your actual foundation color is incorrect. It's because of the reflection. So um, you see this a lot with mineral makeup because mm. mineral makeup has a high amount of titanium dioxide in it. And, you know, we all went through this phase uh, a few years back where we decided everything had to be all natural. And I got so frustrated with it. At one point, I just started asking people, I was like, well, a scorpion's all natural. Are you going to rub that on your face too? <laughs> um, just because something's all natural doesn't make you mean it's pretty. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. doesn't mean anything. All it means is that it's all natural. And so are scorpions and tarantulas. Now, I will say this, a couple of things with that. First of all, when it comes to natural light photography, where not a lot of flashes being used, it's typically not as much mm-hmm. of an issue because you have a lot of fill light, you have a lot of, you don't have a lot of artificial light that is right. directed very specifically on you. You have beautiful fill light. And, you know, if you're having a beautiful outdoor ceremony, you typically, and especially if you're doing another right time day, you typically will not have that issue. The other thing that I will say is that makeup has come a really, really long way in the last decade. And there are certain brands that do contain SPF in them that do not have any flash. Mm -hmm. Uh, I personally swear by It Cosmetics. And It Cosmetics has a product called a CC cream, although it's not a beauty balm as we know it. It's got more coverage than that. It's very hydrating. And their CC cream has an SPF 50 in it, and there is no flash. It's beautiful. But that is a professionally designed product. Most products like your average, your your average drugstore product and your mid to low end uh products will create that. Yeah. Okay. Any other myths you'd like to bust before we close out this episode? No, I think that's it. I think the biggest ones are, you know, don't grow your hair out for a year. You don't need to. In fact, you're just making our job harder and we're gonna hide half of it mm-hmm. anyway. Don't insist on airbrush makeup. If you like the artist's work, let them determine how they get you the results you want. Don't try and micromanage that. 
because all you care about at the end of the day is feeling beautiful and having it last. And I guarantee your artist knows more how to do that than you probably do. And they may want to do it by hand. They may want to do it by airbrush. Right. It's their choice. You definitely don't have to put your hair one day dirty. We have great products now that we don't really require it. And lash extensions are entirely up to you as well as hair extensions. But I'm personally an advocate of everything that's temporary and easy. Especially if you're going on a honeymoon or yeah. something. The last thing that we want is some girl walking down, you know, sand resort in Jamaica with like, you know, half lashes on one side and she's got a track <laughs> hanging out on the other. And she's like, I'm married now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no, girl, no. Get your shit right. Okay? Leave your lashes. We'll put up the fake ones on you. Don't worry about the track. And she's going to clip it. It's going to be good. Good. Be good. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much for busting some wedding hair and makeup myths with us today. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how we can find more um, more about you. Sure. Um, you can check us out on Instagram. Uh, Instagram at Amelia C and Co. That's all spelled out. A-M-E-L-I-A-A-N-D-C. Oh, I just did that wrong. I can't even say my Instagram <laughs> wrong. Okay. For the record, if anybody's watching or listening to this, you should know that Mackenzie and I are filming this in the middle of October in 2021, and we are getting our asses handed to us with weddings right now. So full disclosure, just so you know. This is our busy season. This is our very yep. busy time. So if you want to find us on Instagram, let's start that again. It's Amelia C and Co. That's A-M-E-L-I-A, the letter C, A-N-D-C-O. Million Same folks, you can also visit our website, www.amelia-c.com. Um, we've got blogs on there, we've got some galleries. So even if you're not getting married in Las Vegas, but you need to make up info, um, we've got blogs on there, specifically around the wedding industry. We really appreciate all your expertise in guiding us through that. Don't forget to subscribe to our show.